0: And now, uh, welcome to Radio Drama Revival. Uh, and this is a show dedicated to stories told through the medium of sound, showcasing the diversity and vitality of the modern scene, uh, news, reviews, and discussion, and of course, stories. And I'm your host, Fred. Uh, last week, we had a story called Reality Check by the sci-fi fantasy uh, horror writer T. Morris, who's a really big hit in the uh, audiobook and uh, sort of online uh, internet uh, forms of emerging writing. Uh, he's been in a lot of those uh, contests and uh, won quite a bit of awards Um, And it was produced uh, for a podcast called Wander Radio, uh, wanderradio.com, run by the Wander Wolf, uh, Jack Hosley. Uh, He's featured two stories so far, uh, Reality Check, and there's another one called 16 Pieces at a Time, a pretty good story which I may feature on uh, later this year in the show. Um, he also does a lot of interesting commentary um, and features some great indie bands and uh, you know does a pretty good show for what uh, is ostensibly a hobby for him. So uh, here to talk more about podcasting, audio fiction, in more, and more is uh, Jack Hosley himself. Hello, Jack.
1: Well, hello, Fred. How are you doing today?
0: I'm all right. How's the weather where you are? It uh, started getting rainy on us all of a sudden. Oh.
1: Well, you really don't want me to tell you. Out <laughs> right here in Oklahoma, it is seventy degrees and sunny.
0: Okay. Well, help you bring a bit of sun on uh, to our listeners today. Um, so, I was just uh, briefly talking about um, your show, what you've offered um, two audio stories so far, um, and some uh, you know indie music. Do you want to uh, elaborate more about Wanda Radio?
1: Well, you pretty much nailed it all, all in the head. It's it's, uh, it's one. It's a hobby that mm-hmm. I put together, bring together. Uh, Music, alternative music, uh, that you won't find on the mainstream, and uh, trying to br- help bring back the uh, audio drama.
0: Okay, cool. So how, uh, how, first off, how'd you get into um, podcasting as a form of doing that?
1: Well, uh, about mm, 18 months ago, I discovered a few shows online, and they were ta- calling them podcasts. Basically, what it was is audio blogs, where you just download an MP3, and play it on your computer or MP3 player. Uh, they were pretty new at the time, I believe. I
0: don't and know, still I'm, are pretty new. I'm sure uh, a lot of listeners. Um, I, I, I don't know. I think it's getting it's catching on a little bit. Most people know what a podcast is, even if they may not uh, subscribe to any.
1: Yeah, and and that's where I discovered it, and then all on my own, it clicked in my head that hey, hey. I could. I, I had been making these CDs for Wander Radio. Uh, for years, just as a hobby for my own personal use, okay. and uh, discovered that, yeah, I can actually put it out there for somebody else to enjoy if they wanted to. I do parody commercials, et cetera, as well.
0: Okay, cool. Um, and where did the audio drama part come in?
1: Uh, I had been listening to some serialized books online, uh, or called Patio Books, okay. which is basically the author just or some other person reading the story pretty much verbatim, and I got to thinking, you know, why not take it to that next level? You've got a medium here where people are willing to listen to the story. Why not take and paint the picture with more sound sound effects and uh, other tricks that you can learn uh, doing this? Okay, just just will paint picture.
0: Yeah. So, um, did you have uh, experience uh, with other audio drama? Um, were you, you know, familiar with the Golden Age of Radio and uh, some of the old time stuff? Uh, v- uh,
1: very lightly. Uh, I'm a big fan of War of the Worlds and what, uh, oh Lord, just, Orson Welles mm-hmm. did, and uh, they. I've been a big fan of that, and and basically that's what I was trying to do, is bring more of that back, and as I started it, and doing more research, I found oh. other people online doing it as well.
0: Oh, cool. Um, Alright, so um, how did you uh, choose 16 pieces at a time, then? What was the um, uh, you, that was just a particular audio audiobook you fell in love with, or did you know the guy?
1: Uh, a bit Oh, I'm sorry, rea- uh, reality
0: checker. <laughs> so today. I
1: listened to a, a a pod show called Winging It mm-hmm. with Michael and Evo. They're they're out of Arizona. And on their show, they had a thing called Duel of the Fates, where it took eight uh, sci fi icons and pitted them up against each other in five senseless cat- categories. So, what, and he had, he had announced, at that point, I became a fan of Jack Mangan, and he had announced that he had a short story uh, submitted to the sci fi, um, was it science fiction? fantasy uh, book club or book review or something and it won third place in 2005 Mm. so I looked I looked at the story I read it and I said I've got to do this and and that's pretty much kicked off the audio drama portion of of Wander Radio Uh, I looked at that got a couple of friends together and said hey I've got this story let me do this and I talked to Jack and Mangan and he allowed he was gracious enough to allow me to script it out and and Put it online.
0: All right. So, what was the uh, production process like? It, you you just uh, got a bunch of your friends and did it. Um, threw together the sound effects, or uh, how'd you get how that all come together?
1: I'm sorry, I couldn't hear the question.
0: Um, how d- how did it all um come together then? You said you you cast among your friends, or just uh, locally produced?
1: Well, uh, kind of. One of my friends is in Taiwan, and uh, he played the part of Jonas. And another, and then I had a friend here in. Ta- in Oklahoma that helped me out too and Mm -hmm. then the three of us put it together and and I added the sound effects and in the uh, version that you're going to play probably later this year Mm -hmm. uh, I added other uh, techniques Mm -hmm. to give the illusion of being over a chess board
0: Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, that's, a, it, that's a pretty good one, um, and if anyone wants to get a sneak preview, they can uh, definitely check out your website to begin with. Um, so you, you had a good luck with that, and you decided to get, continue doing it?
1: Yeah, so that's when uh, I approached T. Morris on doing a, a version of uh, Reality Check, mm-hmm. and at which point I, I held auditions with people online who had recording capabilities and they sent in auditions and I was able to get a uh, some wonderful friends Karen in California and Danny in North Carolina and mm-hmm. then myself as the narrator and Mike Potter up in Milwaukee.
0: Cool. All right. Um, so
1: all, all my actors are all over the world.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's you know, um you know what I what I really enjoyed about it um it, it, well I guess you know especially that you have this very 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 new medium and you're someone who's coming into it uh as a completely unique voice um you know doing something different experimenting and you know the the medium really allows for that uh for you to do sort of whatever you want and then the rules really aren't established so you know part of it is you get to do it as you as you go along
1: yeah that uh, that that's what I've enjoyed so far. I I haven't been doing this very long, I mm-hmm. will admit that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and some of the production shows, especially mm-hmm. in the early days. But uh, as as I go along, I'm learning new tricks. Yeah. So uh, I guess the experience is helping.
0: Yeah. And and so what what kind of stuff are you uh, interested in in going, uh, you know, what territory are you, are you looking to explore?
1: Uh I'm looking to do something outside of the realm of horror and suspe- suspense. Yeah. Um I've done two stories so far, and that's what I've got. Next up, I've got um, a comedy Mm. called Bob by Diane Payne. (laughs) And um, then I've got another sci-fi horror story, but I'm having a tough time scripting that one out, so Mm. I may just shelve it. But uh, I've also got a mm, drama by Chuck Sasser. Who's a best-selling author of uh, was it One Shot, One Kill?
0: Okay. Uh-huh. So. All right. Um. And how about uh other audio drama out there? Where do you um do you take inspiration from any other thing that's going on or other maybe even other a podcast that you really enjoy?
1: Uh yes, I I listen to, let's see, Pendant Productions puts mm-hmm. out a lot of fanfic and a couple of original shows, mm-hmm. uh fanfic along the lines of comic book heroes like Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman. Uh, they've done a couple they started with Star Trek Defiant and grew out of that. and it it's those are some well produced free audio dramas to listen to.
0: Okay, cool. Um all right, so let's see, what else have we got um this afternoon? Well, um how about in general? Um you know, what what is it has it how has it been like with your um audience or you know, what is it like to do you have you found, uh, for people that are tuning into your work?
1: Well, uh, starting out, I've, I discovered that it's been, uh, a, a slow go. At first I started doing, little well five minute, 10 minute bits in my, inside the show around, you know, with music wrapped around it. Mm-hmm. And I discovered that people just didn't really like that. They yeah. get into the story knowing that there's more story to be told and wanted more. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted the whole story being
0: told. Yeah, and so, so that's, that's what you're delivering now.
1: <laughs> did I did I lose you?
0: No, no. no we're still oh, okay. okay, cool. Um all right. Uh well, let's see. Um any anything else you want to you want to throw in there where um um thoughts for the uh, our local listeners um, after they've heard your work.
1: Well, uh I have Really? No thoughts. <laughs> I, I'm kinda of blank right now. Okay, well it's just a kind, <laughs> um,
0: Yeah, yeah. So uh, much for being opinionated. Oh well you know it's it's that afternoon slump. Um okay, well thanks so much. Um uh, we definitely look forward to um hearing, you know, uh sixteen pieces at a time and I hope everybody enjoyed reality check. Uh, I know I certainly did. Um it was, you know, you know, just uncommon to hear uh you know, all this real emerging media and not just more of the old Sherlock Holmes uh, style stuff.
1: Yeah, that's, I, I, that's what I was hoping to bring is something new, and I'd also like the idea of possibly the authors using it as a marketing tool to bring more attention to their works.
0: Cool, yeah, and yeah. I hope, hopefully it has. And, uh, and again, um, Jack Holsey is at uh, WanderRadio.com, and uh, I think you're you on iTunes as well? Yes. Okay, so you just yeah, just search up for Wander Radio and you'll find his stuff. Yeah, thank you very much. Okay, thanks so much. Uh, that's Jack Hosley from Wander Radio. Okay, uh, well, since we have a little more time on our show this week, uh, let me go straight into a treat for you. Uh, I've become a big fan of Great Northern Audio Theatre, who's known best for their uh, sci-fi humor stuff, uh, and two weeks from now I'll actually be featuring their delightful uh, Dialogue with Martian Trombone. Uh, definitely stay tuned for that, but in the meantime, uh, here's a delightful tale set in a fantastic Wild West. It's called High Moon. Uh, hope you enjoy.
2: My name is Gardaki. I used to tend bar in a tavern called the Malfunction Junction. It was kind of near the edge of a rusty-dusty town of Rigamarole Station at the foot of the Rigamarole Mountains. The town had seen better days, and so had the mountains. It was one of those muggy summer days when you can smell a storm brewing. I was hoping it would rain so I could go out and wash the sweat off myself and Maybe have my boy, Kenzie, go back to our corral and scrub down the dragon. I only had two customers in the place. Ubaldo, our resident miniature golf pro, and Neezer, a retired sorceress who had a place somewhere up in the rigs. I only saw her when she came into town for supplies, which wasn't often. But when she uh, came in, she always managed to be here just when something was about to happen. I sent Cursor, my Oid Waitron, over to see if she wanted something to eat.
1: Can I get you something, Ms. Kneezer?
3: Cursor, I'm surprised they haven't rooted you out as a robot and smashed you up yet.
1: Oh, I have been, ma'am. Rooted, that is. But an Oid is considered
4: a toy. I am simply not enough real technology to be concerned about. In a less liberal town... I'd
3: probably be a plowshare by now. Oh, I'm sorry. No need to be. Well, I'm glad you're still here. I always liked the robot rangers, you know, and I, I don't feel nearly so guilty having you serve me as, as I would a real person. Thank you.
2: <laughs> Suddenly, a big fella in a trail duster strode in through the open door. He carried an Investor 73 magic staff over one shoulder and a pair of dark saddlebags over to other. His quick eyes instantly took the whole room in as he came up to the bar.
4: Can I get a hot meal here, tavern master? Sure can, stranger. I doubt I'm any stranger than the next guy in this place.
2: He laid his saddlebags down on the bar.
4: Good. I'll have a full plate of whatever sort of hash you got and a liter of water.
2: And then uh, another big, rough-looking guy pushed into the room. He acted like he had just pushed open the door and then slammed it behind him, even though there was no door there. He walked up to the stranger at the bar and said,
4: Marvin the Magician, Marvin the Wizard, if you please. (laughs) Whatever you call yourself, I'm calling you out. I don't usually go out on weeknights.
2: This is my place, Mac Hey, the name's Ruckus Oh, I heard rumors of you, Ruckus Yeah, the rumors is all true Really? You mean you are a tin plate, a dictator with delusions of godhood
4: Say, maybe you'd rather go out with him He's got a good line there <laughs> I mean, I challenge you to a deal, Marvin Is that a deal or a duel? A duel You can
2: read it as well as I can
4: Here's a tough one. Boy, it's a tough one. Magic at 50 meters. Ah! Well, ain't you sure there's um, some other way we could settle this? No way. You coming or not? Well, since you made the choice of weapons, by the rules, I get to choose which goal to defend and uh, the starting time. Rules? Yeah, so I will go out with you, but we meet on uh, that hill, the west side of town. We start tonight when the moon is at its highest. Do you agree? Yeah, but there ain't nothing on that there hill. Well, that makes for a clear shot then, don't it? Yeah, well, all right. On the hill at high moon. And I get the high ground. I wish I'd thought of that. I'll be waiting. I don't doubt it.
2: The man named Ruck has swaggered out of the door, leaving a breathless silence in the room.
4: Well... I, I believe I asked about some hash, tavern master. Yes, you did.
3: And yeah. bring it to my table, Mr. Gardaki. Kneezer! Uh, Why, you old geezer! Geezerette, hey. if you please.
4: Yeah, I'll remember that.
3: He seems like a thoroughly unpleasant fellow, Marvin.
4: Ruckus? Oh, he reminds me of myself at that age, only not quite as bright.
3: Well, what's he got against you?
4: Nothing. just a punk spell-slinger, out to make a reputation for himself.
3: By, by stealing yours?
4: Yes, well, armed with just a hint of magic and the youthful ability to cloud his own mind, uh, he somehow thinks that defeating me is going to raise him up. I doubt it would raise dust.
3: No, <laughs> no, 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 you underestimate yourself, my friend.
4: Your actor. Oh, thank you, O I'll, I'll just take it over here.
3: And sit with your back to the wall.
4: You can say that again. I could,
3: but it wouldn't advance the plot any.
4: Well, maybe later. <laughs>
3: Marvin! I'm tired of waiting. Let's get it on. Do you get a lot of his kind
4: coming uh, after you? no, not many, but you get a reputation sooner or later. The idiots turn up. Now the first magic duel I had was uh, ideological. It I was
3: idjological,
4: idjological, something like that. You know, I was eating a leg and no go in a tavern. Did I tell you this story before? Uh, the lady was a militant veg. At least I think she was a lady. She was a militant vegetologist. She thought I should renounce meat then and there. I quietly disagreed. I took offense.
3: What was she thinking?
4: That is one of the great silly mysteries of the universe. Shh. But when people know me as. Marvin the Magician, well, a lot of them don't take me very seriously, at least not for the first time.
3: Well, you know, it was probably just an excuse on her part. She had a big chip on her shoulder.
4: I'm afraid I took a pretty good chip out of that shoulder, too.
3: Well, what are you going to do about him?
4: Ruckus, I'm going to eat my dinner.
3: You're not worried about him? No,
4: no, not yet. There's a storm coming. I wanted to get a little bit closer.
3: Are you really a magician who
4: is this boy
3: he's the tavern master's son's name kenzie he helps out around the place
4: well i'm pleased to meet you kenzie i prefer to be called a wizard but uh, magician sorcerer wizard they're all pretty much the same we can each do our own kind of magic son
2: i know any wizard can do magic
4: no no i mean anybody can do magic even you
2: really i can do magic
4: sure you can We don't get to choose it. We just have to find out what kind of magic it is. And then we have to learn how to use it for good or for
2: evil.
3: He's absolutely right, boy.
2: Nah, don't go filling my boy's head with that stuff. He's got enough imagination already. Uh, Are you going to make him disappear?
4: Oh, I can't make him do anything. Nope. I can suggest. I can ask politely. I can, uh, well, he eventually has to decide to do it himself.
2: What kind of magic can you do?
4: my kind of magic sort of knowledge of how things work with a sense of the dramatic.
3: Oh, yes, natural science with aesthetics. Oh, no,
1: not science. techno trickery is frowned upon in this province.
4: Hmm, that's right. It isn't real magic. They got no respect for you.
3: Wasn't it old St. Clark who said any sufficiently feeble magic is instantly recognized as mere science?
4: (laughs) (laughs)
2: Hey, Marvin the Mouse, you ready? Let's get on with this. There's a storm coming in.
3: Ooh, he is a bit impatient, isn't he? Yeah, good,
4: good. On top of the hill at high moon. Those are the rules, boy. Man, I can't even see the moon through the thundercloud. Oh, it's up there, boy. Trust me. Waiting is... Is what? Just take it easy
3: Waiting is?
4: Ancient wisdom
3: Yeah, well, I don't go in for that new age stuff Why doesn't he like you, Mr. Marvin?
4: I don't know, kid It's one of the great silly mysteries of the universe
3: Is that true what you said? Everyone can do magic? You know, it certainly is Most people don't know it And they end up turning their magic inward Deluding themselves or denying reality And that's gonna
2: be frustrating But can't we use our magic to make the world go how we want it? Oh,
4: not exactly. We should use our own magic to fit ourselves into the real world. Doesn't work to build an imaginary world and then try to live in it. Unless you're a writer.
2: (laughs) You two seem to agree about this.
4: Well, we're just two old sorcerers who've seen a lot, huh?
3: You could (laughs) say we're sort of co-pathetic. Come on! What are you afraid of? You think these
4: feeble little fireballs are too much for you? Fling them.
3: But, 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 are you going to meet him out there?
4: Kid, you got to pick your own nose, pick your own guitar. But mostly you got to pick your own battles. Understand me? I'll do something when the magic is ready.
2: And then you'll go out there.
4: Actually, I thought I'd do it from right in here. I'd like to keep a safe distance from where
2: my magic is happening. You don't trust your own magic? can be dangerous. I thought magic was so precise. You follow the spell in the book, Oh, no, the...
3: no, 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 no. Magic is like jazz. You gotta learn to improvise.
4: Besides, nothing works perfectly. You can get out of control, bounce back at you.
3: Yeah, I got scars. I could show them to you if oh, you-
4: Oh, yes, indeed. Oh. <laughs> well, best to be careful. Hey, Marv, man, get out here! Well, I guess he sounds about ready.
2: They all got up and went to the door. Marvin stepped outside onto the boardwalk and shouted to the upstart ruckus
4: Just a minute, sonny. I gotta go and take a whiz first. I'm a wizard, you know. <laughs>
2: I think I've waited
4: long enough. Yes, I think you may have, boy. Good. Then I can go back inside, finish that excellent dinner.
3: Cowabazula, how did you do that?
4: Magic. I I thought that was pretty clear.
2: I mean, what kind of magic was that?
4: My magic. I I let nature fight him. Nature never loses. It's one of the great silly Silly mysteries mysteries of of the universe. Yeah.
2: I thought you said magic doesn't work perfectly
4: Oh, I said not all the time Even chaos has a pattern, ain't that right? Yeah (laughs) But you know there are likely to be side effects Aftershocks from this little episode here So we might want to stay inside here for a while
3: I, I think I see it It's the concept of karma magnets Where events attract themselves to each other
4: Exactly right I just picked a spot where no one else was likely to get hurt up there I told him where to be. He went there, that was stupid. (laughs) And I let him wait. Now the longer he waited, the more angry and impatient he became and the more negative he got. And pretty soon, he was a tall, negatively charged object (laughs) in a big open space. (laughs) And (laughs) shazam!
2: Amazing. Astounding.
4: Analog. What? <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, I really do have to use the little wizard's room. Master.
3: Trying to avoid a catastrophe? Oh,
4: whew. <laughs> Tavern master, can I have a deck of cards, please? Going to do a reading, Mr. Marvin? No, actually, I was thinking uh, more along the lines of five cards stud.
2: Well, at least that's the way I remember it happened. It was tired and I was getting very late, so it's kinda hard to be sure.
0: And that was uh, High Moon by Great Northern Audio Theater. You heard, uh, I guess, uh, David Osmond, Jane Yellen, Steve Perry, Kevin Swan, Kara Delke, Richard Fish, sound effects by Brian Wesley, music by David Emerson, written and produced by Jerry Stearns. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it, and we'll be hearing uh, in two weeks uh, dialogue with Martian Trombone, a full-length, spectacular sci-fi piece of audio. Uh, from them and i hope you tune in then to enjoy but definitely definitely tune in next week we have a very special uh, begathon production i will have my very first live drama with a cast of usm students and wmpg djs um, if you're tuning in on the web uh, listening to the podcast if you get this in time go to uh, www.mpwmpg.org um, on the day Uh, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can hear uh, the live production. Of course, I will be podcasting it as well, and definitely please uh, call in to the radio station and uh, pledge something for them. It's uh, really important for us. Um, I'll also be offering the double CD sets of all the works I've produced as uh, Final Room Productions, finalroom.com. Uh, for anyone who donates more than $30 to the station. That's Day of the Dead, Blind Man's Confession, Drizzle, and the romping uh, Tales from Williamsville. Almost two hours of listening adventures, uh, horror, comedy, drama, myth. So whatever you do, don't miss it. And a a rocket might just land outside our studio, and who knows what hilarious events will unfold from there. Uh, We'll be exposed to a land where all media has been consolidated in the hands of an evil empire, where proponents of free speech are imprisoned and have to flee for their lives to distant galaxies. I mean, what planet are these guys from? Uh, So in the meantime, you can state your cravings for more news and reviews at www.RadioDramaRevival.com. You can contact me, read the blog, download the podcast. Until next week, keep your mind and your ears open. Have a good week.